So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody. To this June 26th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I'm still Rico Shields, last time I looked. And over here to my left, way over there, Jane Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jane? I'm freaking fantastic, man. I'm just so stoked about today and everything that today held within it. I mean, worldwide, personally, just today was one of those days where it's just like mark this one on your calendar, folks. This was a game-changing day. Big news day. It's Today was a game-changer. Well, in this Absolutely past weekend, we had this moon, and so many different folks said, okay, this is it. The acclimation time is over. It's time for movement. And, boy, we moving. Right? Like, holy crap. Like, um, well, let's see, what did I hand so, you first? Uh, the, Pope, the Pope. The Pope. The Pope. The Pope. My buddy, the Pope. The first time ever I've ever been in love with a Pope. Um, this guy just keeps on giving, like, seriously. Uh, it boils down to, the story is, some woman named Mary is going to be part of the new commission that is tasked with ensuring the Vatican Bank operates in harmony with the mission of the church. I I don't know. What more is there to say about that, really? Uh, first of all, for the Pope to put a commission in charge of reviewing the Vatican Bank to make sure that they're not screwing people over, like so many people have claimed, but then to put a woman in as part of the commission, and, of course, irony, George has got the greatest sense of humor with this one. Of course, her name is Mary. I really, like, come on. That's not 2013 energy at all. Not at all. He's like, you know, okay, they're not ready for me to say we can have women priests yet, but I can sure put one in charge of the bank because it's just a bank. So here, take that. And he already, like, there was no chancellor or – I think it's similar to chairman of the board. There was no guy at the top in charge for like a couple of years because the last one got run off, and I guess nobody was brave enough to take it. And – um so he had already this a couple of weeks ago. He took the he's you know the Pope won't stay in the papal penthouse apartment palace thing. He stays in a little two rooms in a little motel that's for priests visiting priests. Uh, he took the manager of that motel and put him in charge. He's now the chairman of the Vatican Bank. And then now there's an oversight committee in, run by some woman named Mary. I really I mean come on. <laughs> 
Dave. That was only the start of the day. Like, that was the first thing you gave me. And I would have been happy with that. I would have been good with that. You know, I would have been like, that's cool. That's awesome news. I mean, it, that's cool. We've seen this I video of the Egyptian god Osiris spinning around in his case. I figure there's got to be several old popes spinning around in their grave with all this, oh, but that's bet. good. But, but <clears throat> Benedict's probably still spitted around in his convent that he had renovated for it, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, is this guy is doing what he said he'd do, and he's doing it with such grace. He's not, yeah, and he doesn't... That I just... He hasn't, like, held a big worldwide news conference to, okay, I'm going to fix this now. He just is over there he's just slowly doing, he's just doing, doing his thing. He's slowly doing he's doing. He's setting an example. He's actually acting, and he's he's doing it in such a subtle, graceful way. I just, you know, I know there's still people out there going, caution, caution, it could be a smoke screen, sleight of hand, blah, 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 whatever. It, this is what's happening right now. So far, so there good. There are changes happening within the church. So far, so good. It's something to celebrate. Let's be happy about it. Moving on. Yeah, big, that big, was just the start. Oh, big news in the States. Big, big, huge news in the States. Major, major victory for human rights. Not gay, lesbian, bi rights. Human rights. We're talking about here like this. This is so huge. I just I I wanted to, I did dance a little happy dance, throw out a little woohoo. Um, the the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the gay marriage ban. And how much more juicy does it get? Come on, <laughs> it's awesome. It was a split decision, but I'm still proud of them because uh, you know. I'm one of these crazy people that's still not necessarily happy with everything the American government's doing right now, but I'm I'm still convinced that if you get back to the Constitution, that it was a really good idea, and that we're not really sort of living by the Constitution right now all the time. Um, but they got this one right. The Founding Fathers, I assure you, are all doing standing ovations, because it's not gay rights, it's not lesbian rights, it's not black rights, it's not Spanish rights, it's not Korean rights, it's human rights. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, you know, if there was ever a perfect example of something that's unconstitutional, it would have been that law. So I'm, you know, pleased. Pleased with the boys and girls, the B's and G's up there in Washington on that one. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful step in the right direction. So it's, I mean, I know that there's there's still yet always more work to be done, but I mean, we, we talk about that all the time, even on a personal level. There's always something to work on, something to grow into, you know. So, but this is this is a step forward, and it's awesome. It's a huge step. <laughs> it's a huge step. It's huge. It's massive. You know, I mean, they just hopped an ocean with, in one single leap. About <laughs> it's quite remarkable, really. And I honestly, um, I'm, I'm convinced now that I'm going to see the day where where we are going to have peace. I'm absolutely freaking convinced. I'm watching the shit that's going on, and I'm just like, yeah, man, they're getting it. They're so getting it on on in such a big way. It's just crazy, and. 
And the thing is, is that it boils down to the people standing up and saying, okay, we've had enough. This is what we want. This is what we deserve. This is what we have a right to. And we're going to fight for it until we get it. End of story. We put you in power. You are responsible to us, the people. And if you don't accommodate our desires, we will oust your asses and we'll put somebody else in power. And apparently, and we may not wait the for the next States, special election, you know, because... Right. Apparently, the U.S. is not the only government who is starting to figure this out, because in Brazil... There's an actual line. What you just said, there's a line in this article from the BBC about Brazil that I have to read now, and it's... it's, uh, This is a quote. This is in print from the BBC. Now that people have seen that change is possible, they are not willing to stop until they get it. Amen. Because... The Brazilian Congress, there was this amendment to the Constitution that was proposed, and it looked like it was going to do just fine. Uh, and all of a sudden now it's been defeated 430 votes to nine, and it would have stripped would have stripped public prosecutors of a lot of their power, particularly their power to investigate government ministers. In other words, it was a we can do whatever we want if we're a congressman type thing, and or, or, you know, other city, government, whatever. And um, yeah, a million people in the streets, you know, they they finally decided maybe we better sit up and take a look. And, 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 and But the, the line about now that people have seen that change is possible comes in response to the fact that, uh, you know, the president, they, they, it started about bus fares. This kind of reminds me of Turkey, which started over trees. It's not what it turned out to be in the end. This started over bus fares. Well, they've already canceled the bus fare increases. The president has vowed to do some stuff. and But these people just, they're still in the street going, okay. Every time, like when the bus fares went down, the next day they all had signs that said 20 cents is just the beginning, which was the bus fare increase, right? And and so right. then the next day they had we we got a problem with this corruption thing over here. So the president's now going to do something about that. Then it was this Proposition Thirty Seven. That's just cheating. And so now it's been voted down four hundred and thirty to nine. So it'll be cool. We'll get to see what they're holding on their signs in the morning, or if they're taking a day off because they are not. They have not been giving them any rest in uh, Brasilia, the capital down there. Uh, they even went to the Capitol and went out on the fancy lawn of the government building, which looks so clean and so lovely. And they placed one soccer ball for each member of Congress on the lawn. Because that's one of their biggest complaints right now, the big crowd down there, is you're spending $29 billion so we can have the World Cup soccer hosted in our country. But people are starving, and you're running police things to round them up out of the Slums, uh, they call them favelas, uh, because they're, you know, you don't want the people coming for the World Cup to see them, because they're the unwashed masses. Take the $29 billion that you're spending on soccer and feed your people, and then people will want to come play soccer here. That's what the people are saying. And you know what? Here, here's the thing. It's working. That's, yeah. that's the beauty of it. Now, obviously... Um, 
I'm, I'm guessing way too much time, money, energy has been invested in the World Cup to even consider the cancellation of. Oh, yeah. However, however, this is a huge win again for human rights because <laughs> this is a bunch of humans standing up for what is rightfully theirs and saying we want, we're going to get, we're not going away until we get, and. And they won. I mean, it, and this is, you know, again, it's a testament to the power of the people when the people show up. You don't even have to fight for anything. Just show up. <laughs> Just right. show up right. and say, yo, over here, I care. Well, Hello. Texas, for example. You know? And I'm not sure what we're going to do now because the governor has called a special session of Congress to deal with this one issue. But they tried to pass this uber-restrictive abortion regulation, which we have, I think, 42 abortion clinics in Texas. This would have closed 37 of them, at least. And um, and a Democratic senator, was she stood for 10 hours speaking. And so finally, like 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m., the Republicans pulled a thing that some procedural thing that was basically make her sit down, shut up, so we can vote this anyway. And so even after standing for 10 hours and speaking on topic, you can't just talk about the weather. You have to speak about the topic for 10 hours, no sitting. Um, They were going to try to pull their shenanigans anyway. And so this big crowd that had been watching from the gallery upstairs, nice and quietly, and just been watching and smiling and chittering a little bit, they all stood up and said, let her speak, let her speak. They just started shouting, let her speak. And so even though the Texas Senate basically overruled her filibuster and voted in favor of this thing that the people of Texas don't want, um, the lieutenant governor who's in charge of the Congress said, uh, let's see, blaming an unruly mob using Occupy Wall Street tactics, unquote, as the primary cause. (laughs) The presiding officer of the Senate, who is a supporter of this bill, a Republican supporter, told lawmakers that uh, although it passed, it, it's it's a moot point because it passed after the deadline. And uh, so, yeah, just show up and say shenanigans. You don't have to, you know, point out all what's wrong with people. Just say, look, this law is shenanigans. Don't attack. You know, I know I said Republicans, Democrats, but that's the way they're voting. I'm not trying to vilify anybody because that's when it doesn't get that's when it doesn't work just say look this is yeah we want honestly you start looking at them like a a a they as opposed to just a group of people they're people they're humans they have kids they have grandparents they have parents they have aunts uncles they eat they sleep they drink water they you know i mean come on they're people um Stop treating them like anything other than people, and you'll get somewhere. You know, stop putting them on the pedestal. Stop giving them power. Stop saying they have all the power. They can manipulate our information. They can do this. They can do that. Screw they. Get your butts out of chairs. Get off your couch. Get your ass in the street. Say something. Do something. Stand up for what's rightfully yours. And by the way, that's freedom. Yeah, whether you agree with our point of view or not, I don't care. Stand up. God-given birthright. Stand up and speak your 
truth. When End you see something and you and you see that something and you say somebody ought to do something. Well, I hate to tell you, but you're somebody. Somebody, get up. Speaking of somebody's doing. Okay, something. yeah, we've pushed the patience test a little past, but it was a big, big, big news day. So it was a big news day, but this somebody actually did something because yes, she, did. she saw a problem that needed to be solved. She couldn't find a product that would solve her problem in the manner in which she would like it solved. So she created her solution, and we love solution creators. Yes, we do. We do. We do. So we have with us tonight Kathy from The Blissful Dog. How are you, Kathy? Hi, I'm doing great. You notice how I very smoothly avoided having to try to pronounce your last name? Yeah, either of them. I know it's, it's Kathy Danelle Vitsack, so it's two kind of hard and awkward to pronounce last names, so that's fine. That was very smooth of you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I, I figured I could get through the Danelle, cause, uh, but the Vitsack didn't fit. fit, fit I, I'm just grateful yeah. my husband's grandparents changed it from whatever that 20-mile-long name it was when they got here to the States. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, I've seen some of those. Yep. <laughs> I think you could choke yourself trying to pronounce some of them. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. All right, darling, because you're a solution creator and can't wait to talk about that because your story is interesting. Who on earth are you? Pardon me? And what do you do? Who on earth are you and what do you do? Well, we've already got it all figured out how to say my name. And so that's part of it right there. But I'm Kathy. I grew up in Mississippi and got out of college and headed west solely and completely because of the Dallas TV show was popular at the time, and I thought it looked cool. So I headed west and worked in the fashion industry and then in uh, the pet industry for a long time. And it was the 80s and 90s, and the blonde hair was really big as only uh, – Blonde women in Dallas can do it. And it was like I got my first dog and just fell in love. Well, my first dog is an adult, you know, besides the growing up dog that we all had. And I got my first dog and just was smitten. And I literally quit working in the fashion industry and applied to uh, PetSmart, I can say it, and went to work for them as an area manager. And it was just fabulous. I really enjoyed it. And so that's kind of what got me started in the in the business world of dogs. And I uh, did that for quite a few years, and then on a whim, took a job as an assistant graphic designer, as a, a apprentice graphic designer, and moved to St. Paul. Met my husband a week later, and that was pretty much it. I bought a coat and some heavy boots and figured I would stay in a while. So uh, that kind of took us from there. And in the meantime, I had shown uh, uh, Sharpays, Chinese Sharpays. Remember when they were first getting reintroduced and established again with their adorable wrinkled faces. And then I fell in love with French Bulldogs, and I bred and showed French Bulldogs for, oh, almost 20 years. And that was the magazine I, I'd come to St. Paul to work for. And so it was like a whole convoluted world of dogness, which was uh, pretty fun and fascinating, you know. And uh, the little French Bulldogs, like lots of dogs, have a tendency to get this yucky, crusty, crud stuff on the top of their nose. 
And it can even look like, I always say it looks like a tree root or something sometimes. And you're just dying to pick at it, which, of course, the dogs hate. And anything you put on it, you have to stop and think at the time, like, huh, my dog licks his nose. Do I really want to put this on his nose? And they have to look a certain way to go to the dog shows. And plus, just as a loving pet person, you want your dog to look its very best. And uh, I laughed that one day I was putting shea butter on my legs up here in Minnesota. Of course, they were pitifully dry and cracked from the winter. And one of the dogs was trying to lick the shea butter off my fingers, and I just dabbed it on their nose. And literally the next day, their nose looked 100% better. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm Archimedes or whatever in the bathtub. This is fabulous. And that's kind of how, yeah, you know, I didn't jump out of the tub or anything, but I did go, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this look, you know, and I kind of thought this is kind of cool. And that literally something that simple is how it started. Like Rick said, you see a problem and you're like, huh, this kind of fixed this. And it kind of went from there. And I'll tell you what, you know, because we, we, uh, we don't always bring on guests that we don't know what the hell we're talking about. So. (laughs) Here's the story. Zuki, come here, baby. Come to mom. Come here. You see? See, the dogs are part of the show anyway. There you go. Oh, oh, I know it's good, eh? Yeah. I picked up a tub of your nose butter. And Uh I have an old man guarding my house. He's about 10. And Mama used to be a smoker, huh? Yeah. And his nose is caked, caked with stuff. And I don't know what the stuffs are, but... um, And I try to tub your stuff. And and not only do I feel good about putting it on, as opposed to the the horrific antibacterial cream that the vet gave me, um, he loves it and allows me to do it. Now... We're talking about a very big shepherd. If he didn't want me to do this, it wouldn't happen. No, you know what I'm saying? Was, yep, absolutely. Um, and generally, as a rule, dogs won't let you do stuff to them unless it's good for them. They have an internal knowing, and especially older dogs, you know, they've lived long enough to know, well, you know, that's not good for me. I don't, don't want that. You have to put up with that. <laughs> I have to put up with that. But he loves he loves your nose butter. Oh, good, 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 good. He does, and um, when I apply it, it does make a difference. It cuts back on this cakey, scaly, dry, nasty nose thing this poor old man has going on. And the antibacterial cream that the vet gave me, who was terrified of the dog and had to, you know, muzzle him to even she didn't even really examine the nose because she wasn't able to. She was too scared. Um, it didn't work at all. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm I'm sitting here nodding because what you're telling me, I've heard umpteen times. Yeah, because, I, because I you didn't become a, a a nose butter tycoon overnight. You, as would sort of I I think naturally happen. You shared this with some of your dog show friends. Absolutely, and it. And, of course, I was doing other work at the time. I think I was still doing uh, dog magazine and a lot of graphic design work and some way, you know, those kind of things. And so I had other things that I was doing, and I absolutely did that. The label, the first label was a little hand-drawn Frenchie with a smiley face. And it was just, and I just sold it to 
French Bulldog people. And I think I had the very first website I did in 2003 or four had a PayPal button. <laughs> you remember when it was really cool to have a PayPal button, you know? Oh, that and was big time. That was big time. And I thought I was pretty clever for figuring it out. And for years, it was just the Frenchy nose butter. And then another light bulb flickered. It took a few years. But the other light bulb that flickered was, oh, there are other dogs out there that could maybe benefit from this. And I branched out and put a pug and then a, a bulldog and a boxer and a Boston and kind of stayed with that for a little bit. Because once again, I was, I was doing, I had some other work and irons in the fire and different things like that. And then about, a, oh, a year and a half or so ago, and I think a lot of this has to do with people's comfort level on shopping online. I think everybody is, well, most people, a lot of people are much more comfortable shopping online than they were even three or four years ago. It's just become how we live now. And I think then people were more comfortable shopping online. Etsy and some other things started up that encouraged people to shop online. And my business just exploded. And I was like, you know, I can stop doing some of this other stuff. And it was like prying my fingers off the multitasking. But now I'm so glad I did. And that's exactly how it, it kind of grew into uh, more than just something to put on just French Bulldog noses. Exactly. Well, I'm glad you did, too. And I'm just like, I, I'm holding the tin in my hand. Cause, and we just had a, an amazing guest on last night who kind of blew our mind with her products and her website, and she does all natural um, bath products for humans. She makes soap. Um, she makes, well, she started out making soap, see. And well, now she makes she, a lot of, of the other things. But stuff. Yeah, right. she wound up in the kitchen stirring up soap. And for for the same reasons that you did, because she needed it, because she's sensitive. I know I went to college with her. And she's sensitive to everything. Um, but the thing is, is that what I love about the fact that I'm looking at your your label, and like, this is important for our listeners because a lot of them are into organics and and natural products that you know do not gonna get chemicals into their stuff. Well, if you're a dog owner, you probably are a dog lover, which means that your dog is a member of your family. You don't a family member, and it's often the case. I know it is in Rick's house that the dog eats better than he does. Um, and I'm telling you, the yeah. dogs oh, yeah. use better skincare products than I do because I'm still using whatever products are lying around my house, but my dogs are using this blissful dog nose butter. And what's important about this is that it's all organic. I could probably eat this and this not ever yeah. get sick. So I'm reading the label. It's got shea butter, olive oil, almond oil, coconut oil, beeswax, avocado oil, cocoa seed butter, castor oil, and aromatherapy oils, and love. And <laughs> this came up last night, Kathy, and that's why I'm mentioning it, because one of the things that we talked about last night is that Janine, my friend, and this brilliant soap maker who makes organic products has discovered that her products only turn out good when she's feeling positive, when she puts love into them. And I love the fact that you actually put that on your label. I love that it's on there. Like I'm reading it. It's there, L-O-V-E, Aromatherapy Oils and Love. It's in the ingredients, and that to me is brilliant, and I think that people need to pay attention to this because yeah. it's business owners that recognize 
the the gift of their own essence that goes into their product and the benefit that that has to the people who use the product that are the, the, the business owners that I am just so ecstatic to see exceed, like succeed and, and grow. And, and I'm just like, I love that you have love on your label. Oh, it's thank awesome. Because Janine didn't really set out to think that it was going to be that way. She just, noticed in retrospect that when she would be like angry because there was a fight or a frustrated or sad and the batch wouldn't turn out quite right. And, but then when she was just over the top, having just excited and didn't have to be excited about the soap, she's just excited. Then that batch of soap would be like extra good. That is so true. I do the exact same thing. I'll say to my husband, to Steve, I'll say, I need to make nose butter today, but I'm just feeling kind of snarky. So it's just going to have to wait until tomorrow. And I absolutely agree. I'll wait until, until I'm just feeling in the right place. And we literally, as I put each little tin in the bags, goes into the envelope, I always say thank you. And I say thank you. Literally, seriously, when the little messages come through email that pop up and they alert you and notify you have a sale, you know how all these stores are. I always just say a, a thank you of gratitude. And I think that person loves their dog enough to get on the Internet, to get on their computer and take their time to search out a product to help what's going on with their dog and then spend their money that they worked hard to make to buy a product to go on their dog's nose. And that's a, that's above and beyond. And so I'm always, we always keep in mind that every single product that leaves here is going on a dog that is loved and adored by somebody, or a lot of somebodies. And that's a, that's a big deal to us. So I agree with your Janine friend totally and completely. Yeah. This is a whole new dynamic to business. And this is. <laughs> I had no idea why we were bringing on these entrepreneurs onto the show because originally the show was all about spirituality, blah, 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 blah. Um, some people pegged us as a new age show. Some people, you know, pigeonholed us into this little category. And But here we have these amazing entrepreneurs who are making these actual physical, tangible products. And they're pouring gratitude and positive energy into them. And lo and behold, the products work brilliantly mm-hmm. not only do the products work but the business owners are happier and more successful and the businesses continue to grow this says something mm-hmm. this people need to pay attention to this this and is even, a big yeah. deal and when my husband it's a game changer. Uh, yes it is and when my husband drives we're in a very rural area as we were chatting about before the show starts and we're about 40 miles from a gas station and I'm not going to put my nose butters and the other products in the, the little rural mailbox. You just don't do that. And so every day my husband takes the orders into the, the little post office, the satellite post office that's about 40 miles away. And he says the whole time he's driving them over there, he's sending love and good energy and happy vibes and pets and hugs to all the dogs that are getting our products. And so that's, uh, even though I've fired him a time or two, he always gets hired back because of that. So, <laughs> Right, yeah, because that would be a transportation director. That's exactly what he is. Yep, he's the transportation director. And here's a little uh, funny side story. Two of, his, two of the dogs are his. You know, you have your dogs and his dogs and all that, but two of them are his. 
and he's been kicked out of almost every store in our little town for sneaking his 14-year-old French bulldog in the various stores with him. And because he, he wants her to go everywhere he goes, because that's, that's quite an elderly Frenchie. And so he sneaks her in everywhere. And they've kicked him out of the Home Depot and the other lumber yards up here so many times, they finally just gave up, and he just takes her in there. <laughs> I'll never understand why people are kicking any, any animals out of a store, first of I all. Know. Especially when they're being carried. I can understand if they, they're walking and they make a mess, and that's, that's right. inconvenient and, and not not good for business but i traveled to, to europe with my parents when i was a kid and i was shocked like almost every restaurant we went into that served on a patio or a terrace people had their dogs sitting right under their table with them yep they do and the only time they got irritated is if you had a misbehaved dog you know but as long as your dog was not causing a problem they were all this yeah everybody had their dog everywhere yeah well, actually, what's kind of fun, too, is that uh, the reason we are in such a remote location is that uh, Steve and I have a pet-friendly fishing resort, and it's an, they are kind of an old-school type of a fishing resort that were really popular in Minnesota right after World War II when everybody came home and had a little extra money and wanted to go on vacation. So they built all these tons of little fishing resorts. Well, when we first moved up here, we decided from day one it was going to be pet-friendly with no rules. And the only rule is if we have to make up a rule that people will listen to us. And we have a working Great Pyrenees. Her name is Zoe, and she's probably 120 pounds, and she's just that cool, confident, in-control temperament that the Great Pyrenees personifies. And she greets everybody when they get here, when these big, you know, big dogs come rolling out of the cars. They look at her, and they're like, okay, you're the boss, and we never have any trouble. And my husband tells them, let them off lead, let them meet with the dogs off lead so that they're not, they're not picking up on any feelings from their parents, you know, their people. And Zoe just keeps everybody under control. So, yeah, so sometimes I'll look out my window here in my office and there'll be a dozen Goldens or Labs and everything playing on the beach and just having a blast. And that, that would be the Dancing Bear Resort. Yep, yes, Dancing Bear like Resort. the dogs are dancing too. They sure are, yep, Good. and having a blast. And we do tell people, though, that Zoe, the only thing she will do is steal food, and she has a fetish for hamburger buns. <laughs> so most of the regulars bring, seriously, they bring an extra pack or two of hamburger buns and give it to Zoe at the beginning of their trip. And it's kind of like they're paying homage to Zoe with her hamburger buns. And she never eats them. <laughs> she buries them and hides them and then brings them out in a year or so, and it's not pretty, but that's her thing. It's like I'm I'm Zoe and I run the protection racket around that's here. Exactly. <laughs> it. Yep. Yep. You get it. me well, some bugs hey, and we'll all be good. Uh huh. You have to bribe your protectors, man. I bribe my freaking security system all the time. She goes and gets her cut. She wants her cut of the groceries. <laughs> you gotta get your cut. I mean, come on. It's, these are working dogs. Yep, like, that's, that's right. It's the same around here. I I am safe here, out in the middle of nowhere. Coyotes howling like crazy at night. My vegetable gardens aren't getting eaten by by deer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you know I'm not threatened by any wildlife. I'm in the middle of nowhere. My husband's a trucker. I'm here, two women alone in this house, all week long, and I am completely confident and feeling safe at all times because of these dogs. I know that I can leave my daughter here 
and and know that she is going to be perfectly okay because there's nobody getting through those dogs. So you have to take care of them because they take care of you. That's right. That's right. Well, I actually have a, a pet yak, like from Tibet. It started, my husband decided he wanted to get a cow so that he could drink fresh raw milk. And so I went and Googled around and read that yaks have the highest butter fat of any of the bovine creatures. Well, somehow that morphed into going to the guy's name. Literally, the website is yakman.com. We go down to the yak man's place and somehow ended up with a boy yak. And I got him when he was 10 days old and bottle fed him so that he'd be, you know, bonded to me and a big baby. So somehow we ended up with a steer yak instead of the cow, but that doesn't really matter, you know. And I was feeding him his bottle one day. And, of course, any story that starts with I was feeding my yak his bottle, people are going to go, okay, I'm listening. And so I'm out there feeding him his bottle. And I looked up and I thought, that is a big, ugly dog. Who is Whose dog is that? And it's fat. And I looked again, and I went, oh, that's a big old bear. And this bear came tearing right past me, and right behind him was Zoe. And she wasn't even upset. She was just kind of shushing him, like, move it along, nothing to see here, move it along. And she shushed that bear all the way back off in the woods and then sauntered back like, huh, problem solved. So, yeah, they really <laughs> do watch out for us, don't they? <sighs> They really do. They do. That's great, awesome. Great are. They're, they're awesome dogs, and and they don't look, you know. I mean, a big German Shepherd can occasionally look a little, and I'm sure that's just because in the movies the mm-hmm. attack dog was always a German Shepherd. Um, but Great Pyrenees just look like a big, fluffy teddy bear. Yeah. And yeah. But they they will. They, they just sort of, they have this air about them that it's like, you know, I don't have to be looking weird. I'm in charge. You can't see this? <laughs> and, it's like, and all the other dogs and animals just go, yeah, yeah, we got you. No problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, they really are. They're amazing dogs. We had a Newfoundland. He's, he's gone now, but he, that was, he was an amazing dog, too. Here we live on a lake and had the only Newfoundland that doesn't, didn't like to swim. But he, he enjoyed stealing food he could open ice chests so we had to have other notes about you know be careful deuce can open ice chests and uh yeah and doors even the doors that open towards him so uh yeah we've had some adventures here with the dogs and the uh and the guests at the resort (laughs) that's awesome yeah they are they're awesome but yeah and then Deuce had some health issues, and that was when I I worked with a lot of different things with Deuce on his health issues, too. And that's when I added the elbow butter, because he had those elbow calluses. And he had some, oh, just some other things going on, and I added the boo-boo butter to help for his itchy spots that he would get. Now, it's not for hot spots. It wasn't for to be something, uh, for anything that was oozy, but... uh, he needed, you know, he needed that extra support. So, you know, once again, it was like a, we see a need and we fill it with something. Yeah. See, yeah. I miss I miss the elbow butter because I have. I mean, my old guy, he's he's a old shepherd, so of course he's got the elbow issue too. Um, uh-huh. and I I, I miss that on the website. So I'm, I'm well, apparently gotta, I'm going to have to go back. I have to tell you, and, I, um, I I sent Jane those the the link. You know, uh-huh. I I knew I'd heard about the nose. And and then this just like appeared across my feed, you know, nose butter, and I was like, really? And 
we're like that. We're you you've been thinking about something and then you see something sort of off the wall, but that's related. You go, you, ah, that's a thread, and you pull. You know, uh-huh. ask and you shall receive. <laughs> and, 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 and so <laughs> that's I, how it goes. I looked and I was like, oh, it's organic. It's they can lick it off their nose. It's no big deal. Uh, because she was saying, you know, he always whatever we put, he licks it off his nose, and he doesn't need to be licking this stuff. And and um, so I sent her the link, and I'm not sure I'm not sure you got off of the first page that I sent you the link. I really and, did. And and, 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 and and you were shushing me. I was trying to tell you about it, and you were shushing me because you were trying to type your address into the order form. And I was like, <laughs> okay, selling past the clothes again. <laughs> Because I wanted, I wanted to know better. I mean, that's our, our big problem. But I noticed today that his elbows are getting worse. So that's something to look at. And boo-boo butter, I'm all over that, too, so, because my dogs live in the bush. So, yeah. you know, I mean, but you've got you've bush got, dogs. It's going to be boo-boos. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So you've got four kinds of, uh, well, five kinds of butter. Well, we've yeah. got the nose butter, paw butter, elbow, and boo-boo butter. And then I do a liquid for their noses that shine. It's a shine oil, kind of in a, a lip gloss applicator. And that's more for the dog show people or dogs with like a oh, a little palm that has just the teeniest of little nose that just needs some shine to it. And then I do a roll-on aromatherapy product, too, just like the classic little glass bottle with a ball in it. And you can roll that on either their ears, inside their ears, or the groin area of their belly, or even on your hands, and then you can pet them, and they will, uh, it helps calm them down. And it's just a blend of aromatherapy oils that just, it just kind of takes a little bit of the edge off. And so that's just a, a product that's been so good for so many years that it's a little different from the butters, but I've kept it in the product line. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to get some of that because m- poor Molly, she's a rescue dog, and mm-hmm. and so when I take her, she loves to go in the car and go visit people. But when I take her to the vet, she's all excited, and then when I open the door to the vet's office, that that kennel deodorant smell comes out the door. Oy vey, she yep. starts her whole body starts shaking, and she's you know losing it. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, literally, it seems like if we had to wait 15 minutes to get in to see the vet, she'd turn into a pile of jello, and that'd be it. And um, so this will be awesome. Yep, it will. It it helps take the edge off a little bit. I mean, it's not like I always tell people to have realistic expectations on something like that. Oh, sure. Taking the edge off is all you need. Right, right. That little. I don't expect her ever to be really thrilled to go get a shot. Exactly, giddy Uh, to see the vet. Because because I'm not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But but. But I would love to be able to have it not seem so traumatic because it just, I just want to help her or something. And but she won't be comforted so far. And right. uh, so I'm I'm after the relax. I got to tell you. Oh well, good. Because I relax is a big thing for me. I like relax. Exactly. Relax is good. Well, I was at a show once, and a guy walked by and he saw it and he stopped. He picked it up and he goes, "How much is this?" I said, "For you, ten bucks." And he said, will it keep me from killing somebody? And I said, well, if it doesn't, I'll give you your money back. I'll come visit you in prison, give you your money back. And so he gave me the 10 bucks, and he came back later laughing. He said, oh, I guess it worked. I didn't kill him after all. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
I could use some of that. What is that? <laughs> where is, exactly. Where's the link? Is, is How do I get my hands on that? Okay. How fast can you send that? It, you know, <laughs> it works great for us if we put it on like our pulse points. Well, you know, actually, I use nose butter on me head to toe. And one time I did now this. I'm telling a bad, a awful story on myself. But one time I thought, well, I'm going to do this chemical peel on my face. I know it's not very organic or natural, but I had a vain moment, and I just did it. And I didn't think it worked right. So I called the company, and they said, well, wait two weeks and do it again. And I said, well, what to myself, what do they know? I'm going to do it again right now. And so, of course, I burned my face. My face hurt. It was awful looking. And so I'm slathering nose butter and boo-boo butter on my face. And in about three days, it was all peeled and over. And their direction said it would take two weeks of peeling and this, that, and the other. Mm-mm, three days. And I look good. <laughs> Listen to other people. And I look good. Uh-huh. That's, that's got to be some of those years in Texas because yep, I've heard that absolutely. statement often. <clears throat> well, we're just I about. I some of that relaxed stuff. That's yeah. Can, the... I'm wanting to know, can we my sneak it into our up, loved ones' deodorants and stuff so that they just. Yeah, I mean, get... my birthday's coming up, so if any of our listeners want to. I could get it in a spray <laughs> bottle and just keep it on the desk Bye. here. Bye. <laughs> spray Bye. people when they walk just, in. Uh, Stop by blissfuldog.com and ship that stuff up to Canada. <laughs> right. Well, we're just about the halfway point here. Um, having a wonderful time, and uh, I can tell already that your products are probably miraculous just from getting to know you. Oh, well, thank you. Come on, people. Would she put something goofy on her dog? No. I've heard this part other of the show so far. Other than a clown nose? Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I don't know. you know, and he probably <laughs> did that Photoshop like... even, but, you know, occasionally on Halloween, you know. Yeah, they, they're they pretty tolerant, aren't they? <laughs> they they sure are. Um, Absolutely. So we should have some earth prayer, I suppose. Yeah. With, with well, dogs. I mean, we don't really have a dog song. But no. there are well, uh, earth, earth prayer is is is, is close dogs, enough. Animals, it's all earth. about gratitude, isn't it? It's shirts shirt certainly. What is shirt what's that? Is that like chicken <laughs> Um it, so, it sure it, is and certainly yes. <laughs> yes, that's thank you so much. Uh this is our sure. friend Ina V with her song <laughs> Earth Prayer. You can find her at www.enavie.com. That's enavie.com. Uh and we say that because uh for the little bitty 99 cents it takes to buy this song, she's taken the major portion of that and off doing philanthropic good with it. And we like that. It's cool. Absolutely. So, this is our friend Ina V and we'll be back shortly. Stay with us, folks.
everybody. Again, that was our friend Ina V with her song Earth Prayer based on uh, Ho'oponopono. And you can find her at www.enavie.com. Check it out, Earth Prayer. It's an awesome song. Isn't it? 
It is. It just leaves Every you time. Uh, it does. Yeah. You know, I should have I should have brought that with me today. See? I was supposed to bring lyrics today and Ah. Well, I brought lyrics, but not to that. So I'm going to have to... We're going to be having drumming sessions up here. So um, I'll have to look at that song when we're doing the drumming sessions and see what they think of that. What? What? I think it was great. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that if you had that on your pod and some lax roll on, that you could get through anything. I might not ever get anything done. That well, you wouldn't. There's that too. Um, just saying. Um, I'm stuck on this relaxing because I got a question for our guest. Sure. I have a neurotic as hell chihuahua. I mean, this little dude, I got to give him credit because um, he was raised for the first year of his life in a hippie colony. So he was Big time addicted to pot when I got him. And I, I personally am not a pot smoker. have no problem with it, however. I don't smoke it myself simply because the shit knocks me out. There's no point. Um, <laughs> my dog, on the other hand, because I don't smoke it, he doesn't get it. Um, he is He's a basket case. Unless, of course, he happens to be hanging out with a friend who happens to smoke pot. And then he's happy to just sit there and, and smell the fumes. Um, but he is neurotic. He's He is high-strung. He's a chihuahua. Um, he's high-strung. Since we moved out to the bush, he's actually way better than he was. However, if people come to the house or if an animal that doesn't belong near the house gets close enough to the house, he freaks out and will not stop freaking out for like an hour. And I'm wondering, would this actually work with a Chihuahua? Because Chihuahuas are one of those high-strung breeds that you just, I mean, getting them to calm down is difficult. Well, part of it is they're kind of hardwired because of their size. They're on constant adrenaline rush to keep from being stepped on, eaten, falling off something, getting broken. You know, they're they're in, they're pretty hyper vigilant because of that so they're already up a notch from other dogs because they just have to be so much more self-aware of everything that comes around that could hurt them so yes you're right there is an extra level of of hyperness there so what this would do is help some and one of the things you could do is that classic conditioning like when you first get the relaxed Wait till it's a nice, happy moment where he's really in a good mood. He's less hyper than normal. Then you would roll some on your hands and then pet him with it. Put it on the inside of his ears because the chihuahuas have so many blood vessels in those great big ears. And that will go right into his system by going into the ears like that. And then just let him learn to equate like us, you know, does anybody smell gingerbread and not go, ooh, cool. You know, it's a, it's one of those comforting smells. Right. So where right. it's an association thing that he'll associate that smell with that calm, relaxed, 
good feeling that he's having in that moment. So you kind of have to set it up. You don't just wait till the 4th of July, a thunderstorm, and the neighbor's shooting a gun to try to roll the stuff <laughs> on him and calm him down. You know, it's kind of like you, you you associate it. And it really does, It'll it'll help. It will help. But it's not going to cover up, you know, thousands of years of chihuahuas being hardwired to just be like that. But it'll help. Yeah, yeah but, but any, anything will help. Though. I mean, we've 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 adjusted to his his neuroticies, neuroses, mm-hmm. um, and and we've recently brought in a new member to the family who has had the strangest effect on this Chihuahua, and oddly enough, it's a cat, um, which I never thought I'd see the day, because Chihuahuas only want to hang with other Chihuahuas. They don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with any other breed of any animal at all. Um, and yet, here's this cat um, came in, I, I, I swear to God, it's Bob Marley reincarnated. I was going to say, Stevie's a Rastafarian. Just, it's got to be. Totally a Rastafarian. Came into the house and just chilled the whole house down energetically. Like, I, I don't even know how it happened. Um, and when Stevie the cat is around, the Chihuahua was a lot calmer. And being out in the bush now where the Chihuahua can run around and do his thing and be outside, he's a lot happier. However, there are still moments where I just want to, you know, I mean, they get so anxious that they actually have and I don't know if any of our listeners have these high strung tiny breed dogs but they actually have like hyperventilation problems and I don't know if you've ever seen a dog hyperventilate it's scary as hell because you know what's going on but the dog doesn't really necessarily know what's going on so and how do you calm down a chihuahua that's hyperventilating. But I mean, it's be another one of those times it wouldn't be a good a, time to start with the rope. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, for that right. one, so, what you can do is put your, it sounds counterintuitive, but if you put your fingers over their nostrils and make them break, take a breath through their mouth, it'll, it'll break that cycle. If he's doing the reverse sneezing, is that what you're talking about? Where he's kind of like, no, he could, he he um he he yeah yeah well I mean it's, like, it's kind of hard to snort describe. Snort in the nose and yep, puffs really, out the mouth. It's, yep. Yeah, it's really like listening to a person hyperventilate, and that's yeah. the only way I can describe it. Is try it's, that it's, once. Full on hyperventilation. Yeah, try that with your fingers over his nostrils, and then I always say breathe through your mouth, and they take one breath through their mouth, and, it, and it'll break the it'll break that. So you might really give, nobody's yeah, ever told me that. Yep, give it a shot. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, you didn't. It didn't hurt anything. It's just two seconds to get him to take one breath through his mouth, and it'll. I think their their trachea shuts a little bit, and then this gets the air, does like a balloon or a water hose, and opens it back up. Yeah, I mean, like I don't even know the the patience level of the people that actually breed these dogs for show. These people have got to be saints because I I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the patience. I have the patience to love him and to cuddle him and and to to you know take care of him and and to put up with and tolerate his neurotic behavior, but to get him to actually do anything, I don't can, think I'd have. Can you imagine a half a dozen that. of them around? Oh my goodness, I'd, I'd lose my mind. I really would. But I'm. I'm <laughs> Really, like as soon as I have a little extra cash on my bank account, I'm gonna get some of that relaxed because I'm I'm kind of drawn to that page just because if anything, I'd like to offer that to my dog so that he has a way to chill out. Right. 
You know what I mean? Just a little extra assistance because I'm not about to start rolling joints and smoking them for him. You know what I mean? And he doesn't have that anymore because I took that away from him when I took him into my house. So you think your vet like him to have medical marijuana for your dog? I don't know. You know what? (laughs) I love my vet, but she's, she's terrified of, of my, my big shepherd. And I just, um, until I find a new vet, I don't think that bringing up my dog's neuroses to her is probably an option. However, um, we do do this show, and and between you and some of the animal communicators we've had on the show, you know, I've managed to find a solution to every single pet problem I've had. So I'm not particularly worried about the safety and well-being of my animals because. Right. Yeah, I'll well, always have the answer right here on the radio. And and I'm not real worried about the safety and well-being of your animals because I've seen the links to which you will go to. Well, it there are things. I, look, I'm a dog owner from way back, and people have always yeah. talked about, you know, my dogs are, your dogs speak English. They talk to you. That's just me and dogs. I was apparently like three years old. I could walk right up to a fence with a beware of dog sign, and they would just come up and lick my face. And um, it's important that that you provide that living with as opposed to either letting them dominate the whole world or you trying to dominate the whole world. And... Uh, well, I oh, have a I I will pop a bottle of relaxed in the mail tomorrow and send it up towards Canada and uh we'll just see how it works for him. And you can give it a shot That's, and just uh, Yeah. So exciting. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank Early you. birthday. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> Early birthday. So yeah, I really would. I'd like to offer him something because he's almost ten and you know what, he's earned it. As chihuahuas go, this poor little chihuahua has been moved around, uprooted. He's been introduced to several different animals. He's lived in several different environments until we finally settled here. But this dog has been with me through thick and thin. And And she's chilling a little bit up there in the mountains. He has. Now that he's out in the mountains, he has chilled a little bit. But I'd like to offer him a little extra comfort for his last years because get him off, he's you know, over the gone hump. beyond the call of duty for a chihuahua. I mean, people tell me horror stories about this breed, and I don't know if it was the first year living on the hippie commune or if it's just I got lucky, but as neurotic as he is, he still managed to not completely turn into a Lose psychopath it. given mm-hmm. given the different experiences that he's had, which chihuahuas do not do well with. They don't move well. They don't integrate well with other animals. They don't change locations well, environments well. They're they're not happy doing that. I mean, a, a happy chihuahua is a chihuahua who get, gets his home and never, ever leaves it again. You know, like, this is his territory. He's, he's there. He's happy. That's good. I'm here till I die. Um but this guy's been all over the place, you know, and he, he's lived with several different animals and he's he's experienced several different roommates for me as well, like human beings that he's lived with. And he's done so well. I'd love to offer him a little something to just 
just well, we Usa. Can do that. Yeah, yeah. He's earned Yeah. He's earned his Usa time, you know? That's like, just awesome. That's yeah. just awesome. Look at you. Oh, I did want to. I did want to share something before I forget about it. Have it on a bright uh, green post-it note here. Is that I? I do one of the things I want because you made me think of that talking about uh, wanting to offer something for to him. Is that uh, the Blissful Dog has a rescue support program, and I work with a lot of rescue organizations all over. I mean, literally Australia, Europe, the States, Canada, all over. And I do custom labels and branding with uh, with nose butter and work with them on wholesale pricing, no minimums or anything like that for rescue organizations. And then I do signage and fun little displays all customized with their rescue logos. And I do, you know, I try to make it super personal and fun for their events. And then that way they've got something that is unique to them that they couldn't get nobody could get anywhere else and everybody liked to support the rescue organizations and so uh if you ever know of a rescue organization that some of them don't have a store or sell products or anything but others do i think it's been it's been a great fit and i've had a lot of fun i had a pug rescue place a really nice order and i've made it look it was super cute the their logo was great to begin with I sent them the product, went priority mail, and I got an email two days later, and they said, oh, can we get a whole nother order? And I'm like, you got it already? She said, no, we sold out just when we put it online. And so they were doing good for the dogs. So I just wanted wow. to, to to mention that, to mention that program that's uh, that been near and dear. Yeah. That's oddly amazing enough, I had program. bookmarked that link to uh, include it on the links on our archive of, oh, the, of the show because it, that is just the most awesome. It's it's right in the middle of your front page, Rescue yep. Support, and um, uh, it's such an awesome thing. I have had several rescue dogs. I had purebred this, that, and the other as I was growing up. And since I've been an adult, I have uh, certified we don't know what from the rescue. And they're amazing animals. Yes. And just as amazing, if if not in my mind, much more amazing than any of the purebreds I've had. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't have anything Wait. against purebreds I, oh, no, at of all. Oh, no, of course not, yeah. But, but uh, you just want a dog. My Rastafarian cat is a rescue cat. You, you just want a dog. You just want yep. a cat. They've got them at yep, these rescue do. shelters. You don't have to go, uh, you know, and, and because people that show in dogs, they know who they're buying a dog from. Mm-hmm. They're in the business. You, you know, there's somebody on the side of the road with cute puppies in a cage. You don't know what those dogs are putting up with and going through at home. Right. And, and so just all the way around, if if uh, folks out there are looking for a dog, uh, I've always said the rescue is the place to go look. And yep. your, your your dog will be in there and will find you. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And while we're talking about that, one of the, the things I do is that one of my little things with my business is that I do have like 50 different breeds on there. I say everything from American Bulldogs to Tibetan Mastiffs and everything in between between and i like to do the obscure breeds that need nose butter i don't just do them to do them but the ones that need nose butter because it's fun if you've got an a kind of an unusual breed you never find anything cool with your breed on it and so i also do mixed breed labels so i have several different mixed breed labels and then a generic just a nose with a happy smiling dog 
So they always say no, no dog snobism here, no nose snobs. You know <laughs> that uh, we've got a nose butter for everybody. But uh, my husband's little mixed breed dog is on a couple of the labels too, and uh, he's the little king. So they everybody gets everybody gets honored appropriately. But that's been a that's been a fun program for me to work with and get to meet people. I did a some labels for a. a, a a bunch of nose butter and labels for a group in Australia. And, you know, doesn't everybody always have a graphic designer working with their rescue group? And I said, can I just pull pictures off your website or wherever to use? I'll make them work. Don't have anybody look for anything. Well, I was drawn to this one pug, and he only had one eye. And so I used him as the face of nose butter, and, and for their group, Saffron on the Hill is the name of it, Saffron on the Hill, down in Australia, and when I sent the proofs to her, she uh, emailed right back and said she cried, the husband cried, everybody cried because they had talked about that dog personified what they wanted to do because he'd been used in a puppy farm for most of his adult life, and I may be mixing the story up a little, but I think he had a year or two left after they got him, and he lived like a king those last couple of years, and she said it, it was just perfect that somehow I was drawn to him to pick for the face of their of their rescue organization for their nose butter labels. And so, we, we you know, there's a lot of things that are very touching like that, you know, when you work with the rescue groups. So, and- and I got to say, you know, I mean, my dad always swore by what he called pound pets. Mm-hmm. Um, and his his reasoning for that, as long as I ever knew him, he said, you know, you take take an animal from a shelter and it, it it's got nothing for, but gratitude to you for for offering it love and support in a home. Um, and I, like, honestly, I've gotten a cat from the private house, you know, and Mm -hmm. help me, I'll never do that again. Um, and then we, we get this miracle cat from, from the pound and, you know, Come right and calm down people and pets in your house. I can't think of more awesome addition to our family the most incredible animal. Like he's just he complements the personalities of all our animals perfectly and and our animals have very distinct personalities. You know, we've got a black shepherd who is not quite a, just over a year, sorry, and she's of course very high strung, very hyper. Um very excitable. We've got the chihuahua who is almost 10 years old. He's neurotic as hell and he owns me so that's you know bring any animals in here i'm gonna show them much more and then we we've recently inherited a, a the massive german shepherd called lukey who has been through the ringer twice he's lost three owners oh no to, to disease um so you know i mean the poor dog poor dog you know, another house, another are these people are gonna die too, you know, like what's going on? Um so all our animals have very distinct personalities and but out of all of them the I hate saying it, but the coolest and calmest by far. And when I say cool I mean like you're thinking like laid back, kinda chilling. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. 
the coolest by far is that cat out of this pound where we walked in and there was like 30 some cats wandering through this room males females spayed neutered not fixed at all um you know i mean just the room oh cats collection of cats and we just they, picked they this beamed guy you into the crazy home. cat lady's house yeah, totally, right? And that's what my daughter had wanted for her 16th birthday. I want something to love. Mom, can we go get a cat? So we went and got a cat for her birthday. And this guy is just such a gift. And I swear, it's like he came in and he was like, cool, I have a home. Thank you. And he exudes that gratitude through his his interactions with us on a daily basis. And I can't possibly fathom any reason whatsoever that anybody would ever give up this cat. Um, but I'm so grateful that he came in to our lives. But at the same time, I just feel it from him when he's in the house. He's like, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for this. And 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 like you said, what a gift has really been a a, a soothing balm for. Chico and 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 for the interaction of the other three dogs, you know, the well, the three dogs. I say other three dogs. Three Stevie's a cat, uh, but Stevie's mm-hmm. a cool cat. Stevie's he's a cool cat. He like feeds the, the dogs. 19, Are you kidding me? Nineteen fifties, you know. He cool steals cat. food from high places and then brings it down to the lower level and gives it to the dogs. <laughs> well, you said earlier you have to pay off your protection. And that's right. Stevie's no idiot. <laughs> Stevie's that's far a, that's too chill those, to have to defend himself. He's like, you, Lukey, go get that thing. <laughs> that's one of those pound pets that I'm talking about. And the same thing I'm finding with Lukey as well, the the dog who's lost his, you know, three owners. Um, and although he's still being kept in the family because it was family member's dog, um, he's still, you can tell, he's grateful you know, when you actually do something, you give him well, attention, you give him affection, you you show him love. He's grateful for it. And I'll add, Lukey wasn't looking too good. No, Luke's older he gentleman wasn't looking too good. And between he was miserable. The sea veggie tails mm-hmm. from pharmacy, which gave Lukey a shiny coat, enough brilliant, so family, brilliant product. Dogs. Enough so that Brilliant. family members would be like, "What the hell with Luki? <laughs> Look at him!" And then, right. you know, I the nose she, butter you which had mentioned, solved the nose problem that I well, you had, my head against. And, and you had you'd been you'd mentioned Luki's nose half a dozen times, you know. And I was just like, I don't, you know, I don't know. And I was like, Did you ask the vet? And uh, the vet and the antibiotic cream and stuff and drugs and things. And Luki licks it and nah. And 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 then we were just talking that day, and she said, "Lukey, I saw nose butter." I said, "Nose butter." She said, "Sold." And you know, Lukey's Lukey's genning along. There's no reason I've had dogs that live to be quite much older than people say they ought to live, and I don't believe in having dogs that suffer or putting them on life support or doing some kind of weirdness like that. I'm not really sure I believe in doing that to people, but. Um, you know, really. Folks. But there's an answer to that. The thing and is, there are answers out there. From that, the pharmaceutical yeah. Company, okay. 
that's that's the beauty of it for me because I really like he licks his nose all the time, all the time. I mean, well, you know why they do that? Fine on my bitch. No, I don't. Tell they me, lick, please. They, okay. Somebody they should lick tell me. their noses. One of the one of the things. One of the reasons, of course, is that they lick their noses to clear their nose off to be able to keep capturing the scent. It's kind of like cleaning the whiteboard because they're capturing, you know, they get so much information through their noses, so much more than we do, obviously. And that's what they do. They're kind of like windshield wiper in their nose so they can keep picking up all those scent particles from all over that are floating around. And they, they even will store smells seriously. They bookmark smells. They put them in a special compartment within their nose area and bookmark it to come back to later and figure out uh, and identify that scent completely. I think that's just fascinating, all the stuff that a dog can sniff and pick up. Oh, That was the word I was going to use. I was like, wow, that's freaking fascinating. It is. And see, that's the thing. Like, here's my poor, miserable dog who's like, this is like kind of the the most important scent he has and mm-hmm. it's it's gunked up and covered with yeah. yuck and and you can't you can't wipe it off no oh no 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 because that hurts them and you can right. tell like it's starting it was starting to pock mark his nose and i was really concerned and she gives me antibiotics and i'm like i don't even take antibiotics mm-hmm. anymore are you kidding me and you know what, like, oh, what i was gonna say was the the different butters and oils and I, I sound like a crazy Breaking Bad episode, but it's like each one of them has different size molecules. And like some of them have a bigger molecule and some have a smaller molecule and some uh, have a little bit lower melt temperature than others. So it literally is going in and layered in a layered effect. So some of it, some of the different oils and butters act super fast and get in there and then others kind of bring up the rear and seal in all the good stuff. And so it's literally layers of moisturizing going on the nose to get the nose leather back in shape. Yeah. And if they lick it, it's not a it's not a bad thing. It's nope, not. It a, I mean, this stuff is just as good internally as it would yeah. be externally. Half the stuff that's in here is stuff that people recommend. Nutritionalists sure. recommend that human beings eat on a regular basis so mm-hmm. that they can. It's their good fats. They're well, positive they fats. They. Yeah, one of the things I tell people also is that, it's, and it sounds so simple, but if you don't think of it, you know, it's, it's you don't think of it, is I always say give them a treat, give them a cookie. Not just after they get their nose butter, but especially if their nose is uncomfortable or they don't want their face messed with, I say give them a treat, something like even goat cheese or something that's got a little bit more of a smell to it, something real high value, give them a little bit of a treat, put their nose butter on, and then a little bit more of a treat. And it does two things, divert, distract. I know it works for me. You know, it's like a, a squirrel. Oh, I'm gone. But, uh, you know, you do that, and then they forget about licking their nose at least for long enough to let the nose butter start soaking in. And then or feed them their dinner at right after you put the nose butter on, or take them for a walk, throw a ball, whatever their trigger excitement thing is. For most dogs, it's food. You know, it's kind of like for us. But uh, and then that way the nose butter can soak all soak in, but it sure doesn't hurt if they lick it. You know that's the whole thing too. Yeah, it's very brilliant. I'm so glad that there are people out out there like you who followed their passion, followed their bliss. Said I see this as a solution to my personal dilemma, and then just went with it. I mean yeah. that that to me is 
is the makings of our future peaceful world. If everybody would just go and do what you love to do, mm-hmm. and I mean, you're if everybody be did that, we would society. have. You say, well, it's such a small thing. Well, but if everybody did that, we'd have seven billion small things. Small That's things, a big exactly. Thing. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I get so many phone calls. People take the time out of their busy lives, and we're all busy. And they pick up the phone and call me and say, I just have to tell you what a difference this made in my dog's nose. And the excitement in people's voices, I swear I'm doing the fanning my eyes thing because, you know, it's like, oh, my God, this is so sweet. That they, you know, they care that much about their dogs that they'll pick up the phone and tell me thank you. And that, that just says that's when I have a renewed confidence in people. You know, is that when I see the love and the caring and the compassion that people have for their their dogs and their pets, they just want them to feel better, you know, feel and look their best. And the renewed confidence in people, for me, comes with talking to people like you, entrepreneurs who are creating products and they're doing it from their heart. They're doing it because they love And the love comes back. Right, and that's like that's that that to me is the magic of our world. That to me is a human being, um, and that's just <laughs> amazing. You know, I mean, I just it's awesome. It's awesome what you what you do, what you've built, what you've done, just simply out of out of the desire to improve upon the health of your own animals, and and mm-hmm. now you're improving the health of of thousands. If not millions at some point, I'm sure, because um, this is just going to keep going and on and on because it works. It works, people. I've used it. It works, and I'm going to test the calming stuff, and it, I bet you it works too. <laughs> and it's fun. I get to look at all those little fun pictures. And one of my friends is like, Kathy, stop with the labels. Stop with the labels. Leave the. And I'm like, but that's the fun part for me is, you know, tweaking and playing with the pictures and all that. And it's fun for people to see their something that kind of reminds them of their dog on the label. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's personalized. It's a very mm-hmm. personalized and um, you're very involved. And and it comes through in, in not just the product, but in in your personality and and you as a person it's um it's quite awesome to bear witness to i gotta say oh thank you again more proof more proof that human beings are awesome (laughs) so what we like to do point out as often as we can how awesome humans are because all you people out there listening that's you you're humans and you're awesome yeah that's you uh, too find your passion go do it for the um for the thousands of podcast listeners that are lurking about out there in podcast land that aren't anywhere near the screen where I've been putting these cool links and quotes during the show. See, I'll miss all these cool quotes and links and stuff that's like a whole second show goes on in the chat room. Yeah, but then you read them to them, so they're spoiled anyways. But um so the easiest way, I mean, of course, there's Facebook pages. There's direct links to stuff. We're going to have all of that stuff's going to be up on the archive on our website. Uh, but the Absolutely. easiest way to find um, Kathy and her awesome products is to just go to theblissfuldog.com. And that ought to be easy to remember because that's what we all want to be able to – we want all of our friends to go, yeah, yeah, Rick, he's got the blissful dog. So there, blissfuldog.com. And uh, so there's your memory trick and everything. Everybody remember now. 
That's awesome. I like a little Olympic trick here and there, you know. Well, we need them. We need our memories, don't we? Oh, wow. I I have Post-it notes. I'm so happy I have Post-it notes. I have random pieces of paper all over my house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I was supposed to do that. Uh, I'll do it later. Um, And we run through each other's list with each other on our daily, you know, everyday connection management calls. Or I would never get anything done if she didn't remind me that even though the list is right here. Because there's five more things on top of it by the time tomorrow. So speaking of tomorrow... Speaking of tomorrow, we have, we have, we have, we have a calendar. I know that. We have Vincent Jenna on tomorrow. He's the solutions psychic. So that's a little far afield of uh, our week's so far conversation. Um, But not so much, really, because here's the thing. The last two guests have seen a problem, quote, unquote, um, and they've created a solution. So I guess this week is all about solutions. And if, you, if you're looking in the news, obviously that's the case, as we pointed out at the beginning of the show. Um, is he going to do readings? I don't know, guys. I know you're going to call uh, in. Yeah. You see the word psychic. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe not. If don't know. We'll talk to him. To, point is, it, that's usually not it'll be a good show either way. Yeah, it'll be an awesome show because it's the conversation that we're after. You know, I don't know. What was it? Inspiration. What was it? Somebody, some author, somebody wrote this incredible blurb, better <laughs> speech thing. Ah, and, inspiration, conversation, and instigation? Uh, what are we instigating today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm instigating that, that, you know, what are you implying? Um, inspiration. Yes. And... Um, Information, conversation, and inspiration. Because that's what we we aim at. Well, we do. We actually only have one goal, and that's to have fun. So I hope everybody did have fun tonight. And uh, I just want to thank you again, Kathy, for well, for spending your time with us tonight, but also for following your passion. And because it's not that far yeah, for- from psychic, you know, you didn't exactly just like go look it up in a book. You and you obviously for for all those that wonder about the cottage industry the the I make this stuff in my kitchen you you heard that part about the sizes of the molecules and the various melting points right yeah okay yeah. just checking mm-hmm. um because Janine same way she investigates each and every ingredient and then tests it on herself first and then you know it's hard not to really when you're stirring it up it just gets on you you can't have it but this is it, it, it's important it's important for people to realize that these um these home based for lack of a better term businesses um are really really i mean think about this this is the future that we're talking about this is people who have taken their passion they've taken their interests they've taken their knowledge they've taken their love of whatever it is and they've turned it into a product that can benefit society and they do it with positivity and enthusiasm and excitement. And those are the products I want to buy as and opposed love. to some 
It's right there on the label. Right there on the label. Read it. Come on. And love. This is important, important stuff. So whatever it is that you're out there doing right now and you're thinking, I don't know if there's a market for that, do you need it? Will it help you? If it will help you, great. Go for it. And then allow that to expand out into the helping everybody else because that really is how it starts. That's how this show started. It's how my writing started. It's how Rick started. It's how Kathy started. It's how Janine started. It's how every single freaking person we've ever had on this show started was by saying, is it going to help me? Because at the end of the day, kids, it's all about me. Why? Because if you are going to save the world... You've got to start with yourself. Self first is not selfish. Get out there and make a difference in your own life first. That's all. So there. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. And good stuff. It's my rant for tonight. Inspired by Kathy. And and people are, you know. And, um, And I've often said if everybody would do that, every problem would be solved. Because everybody, somebody has seen every problem and thought, that's a problem. And the minute you think that, that means there's a solution. Or you couldn't think there was a problem. So get on it, Absolutely. kids. And uh, join us tomorrow night. Same bat time, same bat channel. Um, for uh, Vincent Jenna, the solutions psychic. And until then. To our mother. To each other. And Especially to yourselves. Stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. Ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. 
See Jared.com slash price match for details.